Welcome to Central Line, the AHA podcast. This is the official podcast of the American Animal Hospital Association, dedicated to simplifying the journey towards excellence in veterinary medicine for every member of the veterinary team. Here's your host, Dr. Katie Berlin. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for stopping in. I'm here with some celebrities of the Connect City Conference. Um, these are representatives of the winning practice of the year uh, that we just found out last night at the gala. So congratulations to all of you. That's really exciting. Very exciting. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. So with me today, I have Garrett Van Beber. Um, his wife Liz, and we have Holly Hunt and Courtney Ellerby, uh, all from the Lafayette Veterinary Care Center in Louisiana, correct? Yes, ma'am. And you guys are the four representatives here today. How did you choose who was coming? Um, well, I hadn't been to a conference in a while, so that's kind. I got kind of voted on the island for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my brother lives about an hour from here. I said, "This is perfect." So okay, yeah. It seemed like the right time to come. Mm-hmm. And um, Liz has been doing some work with us uh, at the clinic um, as of late, so needed some CE, kind of snowballed from the practice of the year thing. And I think Holly and Courtney hadn't been to conferences before, so nice. Yeah. Well, this is this is going to be hard to top. I mean, yeah, absolutely. They're not going to bring you on stage at every conference and give you a prize. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? When you had a birth, you had, a, we threw you a conference for your birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, expect this for every birthday now. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, do you guys want to just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit more about who you are and what your practice is like? I'm one of the veterinarians. I think we have about 12 vets right now. I've been there since 2014 and uh, recently became one of the owners of the practice as well. So that's about it for my job title, I, I suppose. Liz Van Beverly wife. I work just part-time helping out at Lafayette Veterinary Care Center, and I work um, helping out at one of the rescues in the area as well, a couple days a week. So I do a little bit of shelter medicine as well. Oh, that's fun. So it's been fun kind of getting a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Different type of practice each week. Do you have one you like better than the other? No, I really don't. I like each one for different reasons. Yeah. So... Yeah, I really enjoy both of them. It probably brings a good perspective to both. It does. Yeah, absolutely. And Holly? I'm Holly. I'm a nurse or a tech. been with uh, the company for four and a half years, but I've been um, a nurse for three. So it's really exciting. I've learned a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm Courtney. I'm the nursing department co-manager. Um, I've been there for two and a half years or so. I started on the overnight team, did some of some house calls with a couple of other doctors, and um, now I am hanging out during the day with them. So it's, it's been a blast. Is that a nice change? It is. I love the overnight. Um, I really like the house calls, mm-hmm. but doing daytime is, is nice, too. When you're good at everything, it's hard to pick. Right, yeah, yeah, that is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you all, it seems like you have a pretty varied um offering for your clients. You have house calls, you have 24-hour care. Um, Are there special services you wanted to highlight, you know, or give a shout out to? Yeah, I mean, as of late, well, our our kind of like whole perspective is anything you need for your pet, we want to be there for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it be, you know, obviously vaccines, puppy appointments, reproduction, surgery, um, sick pet cases, um, if you need an overnight stay, if you need a blood transfusion. And then we have doggy daycare, you know, some training, our 
resort staff is phenomenal. I think we can board somewhere around 300 dogs um, and just have a very dedicated team to that. Uh, very passionate about just that it. alone just makes my head like explode a little bit just thinking about <laughs> all those dogs that's a lot of dogs it's a huge undertaking yeah. I mean you have to have the right people in yeah. position to get it accomplished yeah. paying attention to detail not letting anything slip through the cracks and the same thing for a grooming service as well um, a big kind of cohesive family everybody's busy yeah, yeah and like I said we want to be kind of a one stop shop for everybody so mm-hmm. we don't have a doctor there for a couple hours overnight, but we still answer the phone. We'll get you in first thing in the morning. Um, and then we do have a dedicated overnight staff that uh, takes care of those really sick babies. Are you guys suffering from what everybody is suffering from where you're, you're functioning with a few fewer bodies than you wish you had, or do you feel like you're pretty fully staffed right now? I think we're finally fully staffed. Um, now everybody else listening, their heads just exploded. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. To be fair, I mean, between the hurricanes that have happened in the last two years yeah. and the pandemic, we just kind of almost ran around with our heads spinning mm-hmm. um, and, and did our best not to burn our people out. Yeah. Um, we really had to implement a lot of scheduling changes. And that's part of the reason we don't have an overnight doctor completely yeah. anymore. We just said, what's more valuable here. Um, keeping our people is more valuable, you know, taking care of our people is more valuable, but, um, our management office is, has just dug through so many applications and just tried to get the right people in the right position. I think we just have that. We just feel very, very blessed to be in the spot that we're in right now because we know what it's been like when it's been hectic. Yeah. Does anybody else want to elaborate on that? Courtney? No, I definitely, I think you covered all of it. I think that, being able to get the people that truly want to be there, who want to be there for the patients, who want to be there for each other, and just coming together as a big family um, is a big part of it, I think. So, And do you, do you both feel that? I mean, I realize that your bosses are sitting here, <laughs> but, but you guys seem like you're pretty tight-knit, you know, um, do you feel like the whole team kind of comes in with that idea that the culture is family culture. Everybody knows each other really well. Like you're, you have each other's backs. I think so. And I think when we have new people hired on, we're really good about being inclusive. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of us, we're, we're a big group and yeah. a lot of us are friends outside of work too. Mm-hmm. So there's always, even if it's just like, Oh, we're going to, we had a rough week. Let's go have a few drinks and like kind of unwind. Like we're the kickball team, a volleyball yeah, team, yeah, really? yeah. Volleyball. Yeah. all kinds of things that we do outside of work together, um, which kind of helps, you know, bring us together in, yeah. while we're at work. And yeah, it's fun. I love that. Well, the theme of the conference this year is create a better world. And we're all trying to do that in our own way, you know? Um, but I've been asking our guests who come in to chat for the podcast, what does that better world look like to you in veterinary medicine? So I'd like to hear that from all of you. You know, as a veterinarian, we're, I'm a pets advocate. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I have to remember that I do take care of owners, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. definitely part of our job. But I do find myself say, you know, to kind of get back to the basics at the end of the day, why did I get into this? I love, I love pets. I love the joy that they bring to me and those around me. Um, so I do think it starts there. Aha uh-huh. is a, a great representation of that. Um, you know, do the best that you can, create a standard, adhere to that standard. Um, now at the same time, um, 
my personal opinion would be, you know, through social media and the instant gratification of the world, um, everybody is available all the time and maybe a little too available. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's probably put a lot more stress on veterinarians, uh, minds and their hearts than was ever intended. It's just the world we live in. Yeah. So I do think to me, creating a better world is maybe creating some, some healthy boundaries mm-hmm. on, um, between pets, pet owners and staff members, um, and, and appropriate boundaries so that we can all, be happy together and then go back to doing that thing that we were designed to do, which is taking care of the animals. Yeah. Um, that would be, uh, my small opinion. I definitely feel like for me, boundaries are part of a better world for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll that's it. I'll agree with you too. Yeah. <laughs> and boundaries are tough when you love what you do because you're that's like, it. Oh no, I love it. It's fine. I can just see this one more case. or I can just answer this one more phone call. I can do this one more thing. I can stay one more hour. And then suddenly you don't love it anymore because you've been doing it too much right. saying yes to everything. And your cell phone's good to your hand. Mm-hmm. It just is well, yeah. almost, almost any job. So yeah. Putting the cell phone down, and I'm guilty. I promise you that. Same. Very guilty. But um, I would like to do a better job personally. Anybody else? I would say just being kind in general. Um, I think we have become more aware over the last few years that everybody comes from different backgrounds, whether social, economical, ethnical, whatever. And so just having an open mind and being understanding of everybody in any given situation at any time. Yeah. um, Just... I think that's really helpful uh, mindset to have when you're interacting with anybody. Absolutely. A better world doesn't have to be specific to veterinary medicine. Right. It's good for everyone to, to keep in mind. The pandemic, I think, highlighted our differences as much as their similarities, and that's not always a good thing. It's a good one. I think getting out into the community more and oh, love that. just getting everybody more involved in not only, like you said, just veterinary medicine, but mm-hmm. in everything. Mm-hmm. And just um, being able to see like you said, where, where everybody's coming from and being that, that rock for your community, I think is, is a really good thing to do to be able to get out there. I love that answer. Yeah. No one's really talked about that so far, but I really like that because the veterinarian used to be like the community person, you know, like the, you go to the grocery store, know everybody and like you know everybody's kids' names and stuff. And now everything's so big and there's so many vet clinics but that doesn't mean we can't still do that. Right. I remember going to the grocery store where I used to live when I was a vet just down the street from that grocery store. And it was like, you couldn't, I couldn't go to the grocery store and not talk to like six people, which sometimes I just didn't want to do like boundaries. Right. Right. But it also was kind of a fun, it felt like a small town and Mm -hmm. I really liked that. And we've sort of lost that a little bit in the industry. So love that. I feel like LBCC is such a big, it is big but it still somehow has a small feel to it mm-hmm. because everybody mm-hmm. is so, they're just, they're family. So it's a goal and it's a product of, I mean, I can't say enough about Lafayette in general. That's true. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, shameless plug for a, a great town of the South. Um, that is very, that's, it's a small community. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of knows everybody. And I'm not from there. I could, that's an outsider's perspective. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, it's certainly home now. Yeah. Hospitality is really big where yeah. we're from. So um, if you're new, you're going to get invited by strangers to like 
or for meals. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Right? Yes. Yes. Some people like, are going to try to feed you. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, yes. The food's good down there. So. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. I've, I've only been to Louisiana once and it was New Orleans, but um, I did eat really well for that short trip. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I, Louisiana definitely has faced some serious challenges. Um, it's not a place that's free of natural disasters. And, and um, I, I'm sure that helps bring a community together, but it's also really tough to like look down the road and think like what's coming next. Do you guys have plans around that? Like, you know, I'm from Pennsylvania. We don't disaster plan in Pennsylvania. We should probably, but we don't. But is that part of daily life for you? Um, the planning aspect it is pretty challenging um, because so many people look to us mm-hmm. to take care of things when, um, when you know when they have kind of gone wrong when things have gone south. Um, fortunately for Lafayette, we don't want anybody to get hurt, but we've just narrowly dodged storms mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and um, so the damage hasn't been too bad. I mean, we lose power for periods of time, um, and we just kind of make it through it. Um, Dr. Patrick, in the last hurricane we had, I know he was doing surgery with the headlamp. Oh my um, gosh. No at some point, um, it had to be done. I mean, it's it's not ideal, but we have enough generators now to get things running mm-hmm. pretty smoothly. Um, and um, so we've we've been we've dodged the storms for, for so far. Yeah. But may not happen for forever. Yeah. And certainly during hurricane season, we just went with such a long period of time without having a bad one. I mean, even when I was in vet school and stuff, I mean, Liz lived through Katrina. Holly did too. I mean, that was pretty tragic. But, I mean, when I moved to Baton Rouge, went through vet school, and we just didn't really have much. So you kind of just, it's like anything else, if it's not right in front of your face, you can just kind of forget about it. Yeah. And then two years back to back. So you just start kind of on pins and needles during this time of the year. Yeah. Um, always looking like what's yeah. going on in the Gulf. Like that's, yeah. that's people coming in. And tell do you, you watch that. the weather? Or do you try to ignore the weather? Everybody will tell you the weather. Everybody walks in and tells you what the weather is. So, um, yeah. I don't ever watch it for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I live in Colorado now, but I just moved there and um, it's been a really wet year in Colorado for Colorado, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's probably would be the driest year ever anywhere else. But in Colorado, it's been really wet. And so we didn't have to worry about fires this year so much. Um, and so I moved there in a non-fire year, you know, and I feel so relieved because right. it's just been so normal. But like everybody there just waits, you know, they just wait for fire season um, and for the air to be smoky and bad and... Uh, I'm going to be thinking about that, I think, a lot until I get used to it. It's definitely something that um, people from where I lived on the East Coast just don't think about. Right. Yeah. That's way more unpredictable than hurricanes. <laughs> we at least have like, a week's notice. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Prepare, I mean, so that's, yeah. That's a but yeah, fires yeah. and tornadoes, like earthquakes. Yeah, fires are, yeah. I want to know how those practices deal with those situations. Yeah. That's terrifying to me. It is Absolutely. very scary. Yeah, very, Absolutely. very scary. Um, and unfortunately, reality now, maybe more than ever before, but. Um, but I'm glad that you guys have so far at least come through pretty unscathed and, um, and have been able to take care of everyone. Headlamp's pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys won the AHA Accredited Practice of the Year, which is pretty crazy. Like, there's a lot of practices. <laughs> it is and wild. you are the winners. Were you surprised? Or did you think, like, yeah, this is ours? <laughs> Both. Y'all, y'all know 
wasn't my what I said. He said it in his speech. Yeah. I just said, I don't know. Once I knew we were finalists, I was like, we're going to (laughs) win. And I I mean, I'm not, uh, I I feel like a pretty humble guy uh, in regards to that. Like, um, but I just felt it in my heart. And, and I also said, I don't know, why wouldn't we win? I don't know what could be more amazing than, than what we have to offer. And, uh, as I said last night, has very little to do with me. Um, it has much more to do with these ladies. And as I gave, try to give a couple shout-outs last night to people who have just been there. Don Ordy, one of them that I did not mention, but I wish I would have. But um, our just it's your chance our, now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> our man, yeah, our management team. I mean, just the faces that really turned showed me how to be a veterinarian and how to try and practice uh, a seek and serve mentality and that's what we really try and do from from the doctor's standpoint give the nurses lift them up and um, because really you know, they're the face of your practice and they're spending more time with owners and more time with pets and the compassion is just it's it's just there so you know it, it's their clinic it's not mine it's is how I feel I yeah, honestly how about for you guys, like knowing that you were at a practice that other people recognize as being so good, so excellent, and also having that spirit of sort of servant leadership in your community and among each other? Like, how does that feel? I think that like we go in every day knowing and thinking that we're going to do good and that we're going to help every patient, every client, every single time. And having that this honor to be awarded practice of the year just uh, makes us feel a little bit better knowing that we are doing the right thing and that we are being able to to do what we need to do for those patients so that's really well said i think it just validates um the core values we try to live Mm -hmm. every day um which fit really well with what aha's about as well so it's it's an honor. I, I didn't think I would, I never thought I would be in this kind of industry, in this role at all. And then yeah. I'm working at the top practices in the company. I can't believe that. I'm yeah. so shocked. And I'm, I'm just sad that um, the whole entire rest of our practice can't be with us to celebrate right now. We yeah. really miss them. Um, and I wish they were all here. It was really cool that they had it on live feed. I think there was a lot of people tuning in for mm-hmm. sure. That's great. And then we FaceTimed them afterwards. Oh, that's stuff. awesome. But, um, it's like a British Bake Off or whatever when they call the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm star baker. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I love that. And I love that at least you could bring some of your team here um, because it is a team sport you know we like to say that like excellence is a team sport and so is compassion and and everything that you guys do for your community patients and clients and i'm sure that there are going to be lots of clients who are very excited to hear about this too because even though clients maybe don't understand aha quite as well as as a lot of the team members do um they are going to be able to see a renewed enthusiasm on your part that definitely is going to translate absolutely yeah. And I think, you know, Louisiana is no stranger to competition. But mm-hmm. they said, hey, we won something. Yep. And we don't uh, <laughs> need much of an excuse to celebrate. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, good. Um, 
So yeah. we'll be celebrating. So a little bit of party time when you get home. Probably so. That's good. Yeah. You, you guys have earned it. Yeah. And congrats to you guys. Thank you so much for stopping in to see me. And um, also congrats to the other finalists. Like, that was pretty good company you all were in. So. Oh, definitely. Oh, my gosh. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, the videos from the presentations were very inspiring. They all were. Yeah. I, I was worried after watching the <laughs> that we weren't going to win. But, like, <laughs> that's why I was shocked. Who wants wow. to win if it's not against the best, right? That's right. <laughs> and, and, and you kind of just get a a taste of like what's going on down the street. Like, yeah. There, mm-hmm. There's somebody else doing it. If you're not going to do it the best, somebody yep. else will. Yeah. So yeah. you have to bring your A game every day. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you. you. I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference. We will. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Central Line, the AHA podcast. If you love what you hear, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. For more resources to help you simplify your journey towards excellence in veterinary medicine, we invite you to visit aha.org. That's A-A-H-A dot O-R-G.